What's going on, ladies and gents? This is Michael. Um, later on in this episode, you will hear us talk about Echo being in the Hawkeye series. In our quest to bring you knowledge, I misspoke. Um, I say that Echo is blind when she is in reality deaf. Her father was gunned down by the Kingpin. Before being gunned down, though, he requested from the Kingpin that he take care of his daughter. And Kingpin did grant him his request and was taking care of her and, and sending her off to, you know, making sure she had good schooling and all that other jazz. And uh, upon this, they they find out that um, she's a lot like Taskmaster in the sense that she is able to mimic people and the things that they do. So eventually, Maya goes and asks the Kingpin, you know, who murdered her father and Kingpin puts it off on the daredevil. And so Maya then turns and starts to watch a, a tape of daredevil and bullseye fighting to, to be able to mimic their fighting style. And then she goes on a quest to uh, murder daredevil. Other things ensue within that volume. The main thing was, is that we give you the right, correct facts that, uh, and in the, the big one being that she is not blind. She is actually deaf. So I apologize for that. But hey, things happen sometimes. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad I get the opportunity to make it right and to give you all the correct knowledge so that y'all can have fun with this hobby as much as we do. So hope you all enjoy the show. And uh, let's roll it, Richard. Welcome to Comic and Comics, your one-stop listen to all things comics. We're talking comic books, movies, TV shows, video games, and more. I must forewarn you, we are a spoiler cast, and what that means is we consider every property, past, present, and future to be valid, and we will spoil the hell out of them. I'm your host, Michael, with, along with my two co-hosts, Richard and Jeremy, and with all that being said, let's start the show. Jeremy's back! Yeah, welcome back! He's regretfully back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a long day. <laughs> Well, this ought to be a short one for you, Jeremy. We're going to talk about issues one and two of Matt Fraction's Hawkeye series. Woo! Richard's really excited about this. I am. And uh, this should be what is the, the Hawkeye TV show is based off of. It's coming out the end of November. So if y'all want to read along with us, we welcome you to read along. And that way you can hit us up on uh, the Gmail or you can hit us up on Instagram and you can chat with us about it. Also, we've got a a, uh, a giveaway going on right now. Oh, yeah. Where we're going to give away a copy of the Volume 1 trade paperback. To enter in that giveaway, all you got to do is subscribe to this podcast, uh, have an address in the United States for us to mail it to, and also give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So if you want a chance for that, then uh, there you go. There's the rules. You might just get lucky and have some cheese whiz in its papers. This this copy is not coming from Jeremy's house, <laughs> so you don't have to worry about cheese whiz papers. Oh, thank <laughs> God. It might be more like peanut butter in the papers. Yes, you do like the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> it's my spoon of peanut butter. So, anybody with a nut allergy, you don't want a, you don't want a comic book from me. Make sure you have an EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> a nut allergy. <laughs> oh, that's great. 
right. Let's do a quick review of the first issue. Throughout that issue, to me, it was basically a setup of your bad guys, your good guys. Um, and it's kind of a uh, Pulp Fiction way of telling the story, too, in my opinion. Yeah. We kind of we kind of split back and forth and yeah. things like that between the... Uh, non-linear storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the two main parts of the story is that you're going to spend... Um, time at Clint's apartment building where he, you know, that's pretty much a family for him outside of the Avengers and also in a veterinarian clinic where he is uh, getting a dog mended to. So, and you find out in the story how the dog has gotten shot or somewhat ran over it by yeah, a car. It got hit by a car. Yeah, because Clint got shot. Yeah, yeah. Clint was trying to stop the car from hitting the dog, but it hit it anyway. That's a badass uh, coin flip, too, by the way. Yeah, I like them making Clint kind of bullseye-ish from, like, the Daredevil, like, the, uh, the, um, ah, crap. What is his name? Colin Farrell, uh, bullseye uh, from that old, uh, Daredevil movie. Um, the Ben Affleck. Definitely. Yeah, thank you, Ben Affleck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Where like he's able to like use just like anything and hit hit his mark. Uh, I like yeah. that. I love the way that this this first one started off just him like grumbling and moaning and I guess this stupid this time running around like superheroes and I'm over here and not a superhero. <laughs> I just think it's funny. I like that. I like it's really like bringing him more down to down there because like in the movies you don't really. I mean, you you get glimpses of him kind of being more like, well, "crap, I'm I'm just a a guy with a bow and arrow." Yeah, um, but like you still don't like really see like as much of him just having to deal with running around with these crazy people and him just trying to keep up and what all the pains and aches that he goes through. So I think that was kind of cool, just starting off like that. And also, like I didn't, I never really see him in the movies as kind of being a. Uh, like a Debbie Downer, like a moped, like just just moping around, like he's like oh, it almost seemed to me like reading it almost seems like he's, um, yeah, just not not the most excited or happy person in the world. <laughs> yeah, the closest we get to him ever sort of being like self deprecating is when um in Age of Ultron, where he's like convincing Wanda to like help them. And he's like, none of this makes sense. Oh, yeah. He's like, you know, we're we're fighting all this. And he's like, and I'm fighting like an army of robots with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. And uh uh yeah. And then his he gets well, really and I love I'm loving that, but right after he says that, or basically right after when she comes out and uh Quicksilver comes and like snatches up Wanda and takes <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> he's just left there trotting along. Yeah. And I love <laughs> Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you there. I just thought it was that, that part was funny. No, you're fine. Um, the I like the he's also mopey, sort of after. No, I don't like this part, but during you know, uh, end game and all that with his family. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, I think we're gonna get a lot of this characteristic from him in the new Disney Plus show. Uh, I really do. Um, yeah, I love. First off, I love the splash page where it's just like telling you a little bit about Barton. And he's like, you know, he's the sharpshooter and 
he joins his Avengers and like this is what he does when he's not an Avenger. It's like that's all you need to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this first issue kind of just sets everything up. Not a lot happens. Um, I I like that we uh, learn uh, the name of the dog. And then Clint's gonna change it. <laughs> he says it says yeah. arrow on it. And he's like, Yeah, I gotta I gotta workshop that. Um <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then I like uh well my favorite moment in this first issue is when Clint is talking with the like the head of the tracksuit mafia and he's like, you know, that Captain America, he's such a great guy. You know, he just make he just brings the best out of you, and you know when he's around, you just want to do whatever you can to be be the best. And then he's like putting him in the taxi, and he's like, "But Captain America's not here," <laughs> like yeah. implying like I will fucking kill you. <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh no, yeah." <laughs> oh, all right. So quick one down. Um. We got Clint, he's he's leaving the hospital and he's mouthing off to the nurse basically because they're forcing him to be in a wheelchair. He gets back to his hotel. Mm-hmm. Not his hotel, I'm sorry. He gets back to his apartment complex where they're getting evicted, but the rent has gone up three times the amount. Of course, Clint knows this is bullshit and we actually meet the antagonist, the uh, tracksuit mafia. And if I tell you what, if I got to read the word bro one more fucking time, oh. I might lose my mind. I get tired of <laughs> Like, I know I say bruh a lot and stuff like that, but I damn. <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. Uh, you, you, you're not going to like this then because <laughs> there's a lot of bros. <laughs> hey, bro. Uh, the only thing that I do like is like when he gets to like cussing and stuff like that and they all get to cussing and they're like, go fuck you, bro. Like, <laughs> it's not even go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's go fuck you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, anyways, uh, they you see a bit of the the family aspect of this book. Uh, they, they talk about the the basically they have a lot of potluck every night on top of the roof, and uh, so Clint, of course, you know, wants to make this right. So he brings a giant stack of money to their underground gambling casino, and uh, you know, tracksuit don't want his money. Really, they want to sell the place. So. That gets uh, Clinton to another bar fight. And uh, we see again the, uh, like you were talking about, his bullseye kind of thing where he's taking playing cards and he's throwing them at people's throats and stuff like that. I I assume the guy's not dead, but like it just kind of like pops him and he's like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) I assume he threw it with enough force that it was just like, (laughs) like sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like you just tap in somebody's throat or whatever, mm-hmm. and just startles them or whatever, and they're like, <laughs> right. Uh, Clint gets thrown out through a window. He's going to get shot at by when he's trying to run away. And the old dog that he fed pizza to earlier on in the comic book jumps up and, and bites the guy's hand that's trying to shoot him. And so the dog gets kicked off into the road. And Clint, you know, I guess doesn't want to see the dog get hurt. So he flips the coin like we are talking about earlier through the guy's glass and dog still gets hit. The vet's kind of iffy about whether or not he's going to be able to save the dog and goes back and forth about how he's not, it's not his dog and things of that nature. 
tracksuit mafia shows up at the veterinarian clinic and Clint goes ape on the dude and like you said escorts him out to a taxi and sends him off mm-hmm. so that's pretty much the gist of the first episode or the first issue um, I love that the dog's name is Arrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course I was waiting for that when they were like well what's his name or whatever and he was like oh it says this on his tag I was like oh, of course it does I, was that so it came out in 2012 is that like because he, he he looks at the tag and it says Arrow and then he's like oh I'm gonna have to change that which he does later on Um, and uh, is that like a dig at Arrow the show on CW <laughs> I feel like it was I kind of wondered that same thing. Yeah. Like, it's not a normal dog name. It's very much an obscure, like, you know. Yeah, I think that was a reference to, like, a dig at Green Arrow from CW. Since they don't call him Green Arrow, they just call him Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Um, I Like, I'm not digging this artwork at all. This isn't my style of artwork. I don't, I don't, I don't dig this. Um, I like more sketchy like dirty um gritty artwork than I do this kind of style. It's very clean. Um you can definitely tell everything that's going on in all these these panels and things like that. So it's it's not that it's ugly artwork by any means. Um it's just not my style. So Yeah, I get that. I, I can see I I like it. Um but I, I like I said I've read this in the past and enjoyed it a lot, but I can see not liking it. Um, cause it's, it's almost minimalist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. there's not a lot of shading. It's just like flat colors and lines. Like, <laughs> uh, I love the, the different, um, like the way they set up panel work and how the text is in between the panels and stuff. And I like, I don't know, I like how some silly things, like, at one point, we see the Daily Bugle, uh, and, like, you know how, like, news constantly just tells you, like, terrible news? And, like, the, the title on the Daily Bugle is, like, terrible things are happening, who can help us? Or so, I can't remember what it says, but <laughs> it's something like that. It's just really funny. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like Mopey Clint better than I do MCU Clint. Um, he's more of the, the loner... Uh yeah, yeah. Know. See that? I, I don't really feel like dealing with this shit. I'm off work right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's what I was gonna say. I, this doesn't feel like mopey Clint. This feels like tired Clint. Like, yeah, I guess that's better. Yeah, like this is where he's like, I just saved the world. Can I not just like relax in front of a TV? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, they're taking it out to the street. They're evicting everybody. Yeah. Basically, in these like first two issues, he's just whenever you see him, he's got band aids or bandages or whatever all over him the whole time. So yeah, <laughs> just can't get the break. It, it starts out him leaving the hospital, and it ends with him just about needing to go back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that that first where he like fall, like where it starts off and he falls, and then they tell him in the hospital all the stuff that's wrong with him. I was like, Jesus, how is he able to walk? Yeah, I know. And then the dog has. <laughs> Same list almost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that uh, when you when you first start the book, he you know he's got his signature like he's shooting a rope up or whatever. And unlike the movies, 
Rope doesn't hold. No. It snaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think we, we won't s- never see that. Well, I think we see that in the trailer for the new television series. There's something where Hawkeye, like actual like uh, Jeremy Renner, he's like falling from something and he hits like a Christmas tree lights and then he just lands on a car. So I That's think we're going right, to yeah. see something like that. So what's the actual like uh, start date, release date of the November series? 29th? I thought it was 24th. I also thought it was right before. It's, it's Thanksgiving. The, it's, I thought it was the weekend after, or the weekend of Thanksgiving. Right. That's what I thought too. Uh, they're going to release two episodes back to back, which I'm so excited. I definitely nice. think that's a good move on D- on Disney. Like, um, my wife is so like, she's just like, no, I I don't want to. No, I don't like the more like they've been showing like TV spots, and like they're showing they're amping it up like with the Christmassy kind of stuff, and she's yeah. just, she's just like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> so she she's a Scrooge. Yeah, I I. I, I Called her the uh, the Grinch the other day. <laughs> yeah, it's November twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Yep. Okay. So that's is that the Tuesday, or or is that like on a Saturday? Well, hot damn, Jeremy! I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. <laughs> Asking all these questions. <laughs> I'm getting technical here. <laughs> you expect uh, me to be way too prepared for this. <laughs> That is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Right. So I think that is perfect timing. Yeah. Um, I think that is, I think it's perfect to have two of the six episodes out that weekend. Um, because, I mean, if you went three, that's half the season right there. Like, yeah. it, I think two's a third. That's a third of the TV series. So I think that's good. Are they going to do two every week or just do that first week? I think just two the first week. That's what I'm assuming as well. And I think it's just because it was Thanksgiving weekend. And also, it was originally scheduled to come out sooner. But was it... I think it's because of Eternals, maybe? Yeah. When it was dropping that they had to put... They pushed it back? Yeah, because this weekend, Eternals comes out. Eternals, yeah. And they're probably wanting like a couple of weeks for people to go see it. And then... Possibly go see, or not possibly go see, but watch uh, Hawkeye during Thanksgiving. And and they can only go so far back because Book Above Fett comes out as well. Um, in oh December, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. What? Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. You don't watch the Mandalorian, do you? Do you not know who Boba Fett is? Well, yeah, but I thought <laughs> I just got to me. I was like, wait, we were talking about. Marvel here oh, okay. and went swapped a star. I was like, wait, did I hear that? Well, right? <laughs> it's because it's a TV series that's coming to Disney Plus. Uh, that's true. Yeah, Disney owns everything now. So. Yeah. Right, just about. Yep, they're they, working on it. Yep, they own you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> Them and Amazon together. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but Eternals, they're not. They're still doing the thing where they're they're not. It's not doing the Disney Plus premiere, right? They quit Correct. doing that. Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. And until they can figure out how to write a contract to where somebody can actually make some money through streaming. Yeah. Like, In other yeah. words, they don't want to pay people. And then the old Scar Joe said, No, no, no. I get my other like thirty million dollars. 
Hey man, if if I had to squeeze into that cat suit every single time, I'd <laughs> I'd want my money too. <laughs> that was a bad mental image there. <laughs> well, I mean, like she, like I mean, my God, she probably can't eat like a fry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, when he said that, I honestly thought about him. I, I honestly thought about the uh, David Harbor and the Red Guardian suit. See, <laughs> that's what I thought of when, when he said that. I was like, huh, Red Guardian. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh, that's funny. Um. All right. So, is there anything else we do or don't like about this this first issue? No, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I think it's a solid sort of start and introduction to uh, to how this sort of comic is going to be like told. Yeah, I thought I thought it's a pretty good start off. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. All right, I was cool. I was pleasantly whelmed. So. <laughs> Ooh, we got a pleasantly whelmed. <laughs> yeah, of course, I don't really have much experience. This is probably like my second or third comic series that I've read. <laughs> I got that to go off of. So, so let's do this. Were, Jeremy, were you a Hawkeye fan? Like, let's let's be honest. Was nobody a Hawkeye fan before Avengers came out? Well, yeah. Okay, there's there's no. Well, there's nobody I, was a Hawkeye fan. Come I'm on I'm not, but I I guarantee you there are people out there who are huge Hawkeye fans because there was there was like Guardians fans when Guardians came out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, oh, I was a Guardians fan. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> Ain't no way you were a Guardians fan. I agree. There has to be, but the like, no. Like, it, it's going to be a very rarity to find somebody who is a genuine Hawkeye fan mm-hmm. before Avengers came out. Yeah. Um. So, before reading this, Jeremy, were you a Hawkeye fan? Uh, no, no, not necessarily. I mean, I enjoyed watching him. I thought he was, it was, it was, it, it was cool seeing him and like seeing a normal guy. Basically, well, I, I know widows kind of the same thing, but like a normal human being trying to keep up with him. But it's not like I, I wasn't gonna go for, go as him for Halloween. Okay, <laughs> so like his performance didn't inspire you to like look into this book or anything like that. No, right? not really. Okay, Richard, what about you? No, I, I'm not a Hawkeye. I'm not a Jeremy Renner Hawkeye fan. Uh, I do like Hawkeye in some stories uh, as far as comics go. But uh, Grumpy Cat Jeremy Renner, uh, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of. Uh, there's some moments that I like him in. Like like I said, uh, Age of Ultron, I like that scene. Uh, in Civil War, I think, when he comes to rescue uh, Wanda at the uh, Avengers base. Uh, and he kind of gets the one up from um, uh, Vision. I like that scene, um, and I like him also in Civil War, where he shoots the like and makes the cars like land on Tony. Because like I love that yeah. sort of <laughs> dry humor of him, where he's like, "Hey, Barton," he's like, "What's up, Stark?" And he's like, "Where you been?" He's like, "Oh, you know, retired." And he's like. And he says something about like, well, I played golf and got, you know, all 18, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played, played holes, shot 18. And then, uh, he, yeah, he he's shoots. Like, I just couldn't seem to miss. Yeah. And then he shoots and then, uh, uh, he's like, you missed. He's like, did I? And then that, like that, those, those are like three of the scenes that I, I like him in, but for the most part, no. But this, this I really like. 
Yeah, I mean, like in the movie, he had his like like we were talking about earlier, the scene where he has his moments like with Wanda and like Quicksilver coming through mm-hmm. and uh, being able to have like those moments where it's like people get to know him. But I mean, honestly, I mean, you can't fault him because I mean, he's 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 no Captain Marvel. So, oh my God. I was waiting for it. <laughs> <laughs> we were wondering how you were going to work this in. I got to. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, oh my God. Weird, so, so, like, since being in uh, Halloween last night, so we took, uh, we took all the, like, we went, or we went out Saturday. Uh, they had a little thing downtown or where we live. Um, where you could walk around, a bunch of people came out like all around the city. And my youngest, he went as Hulk. Um, he wore uh, the whole thing. And, you know, we were walking around and we'd spot like Spider Man. And then we spotted Iron Man. All that. We're like, hey, hey, you know, like all your whole, your whole team's here. And whenever, whenever we were leaving, my oldest was like, yeah, we saw all of them except for Ca- Captain Marvel. Like, why wasn't there Captain Marvel? <laughs> I was like, there's, really? There's a good Come reason now. why. Yeah, I, I agree. Like somebody should have been as Captain Marvel here. You could have gone as Captain Marvel. I should have. Been <laughs> Just had a had a picture of Brie Larson on my chest. Oh, you're killing! <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. Good God. Uh, okay. Let's. I'm. I'm moving this along. <laughs> Let's go to number two, because that's that's all Jeremy's talking about. Is number two. Well, that's anybody <laughs> after after Captain Marvel. Oh my god! Two. I was referencing poop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Shit, Jeremy. Shit. <sighs> okay. I think this is going to be where the uh, I think issue two is kind of where the, we're going to have a really big difference as far as like the TV show and this comic book series. Um, because if you just read this comic book series here, and if you've never read it anything before, this is when you get your first taste of Kate Bishop, who becomes yep. the, the new Hawkeye. That's, that's my big thing in this one. I was like, who the heck is Kate? Like, where did yeah. she come from? <laughs> <laughs> um, Which he, he explains a little bit. He's like, his like thing was just like, all he says in there is that she took over as Hawkeye while he was in a ninja suit or whatever. Yeah, when he was being Ronin. Which is the guy we saw him as in Avengers Infinity War. Oh, whenever he went all like... In-game. Rogue or whatever. Yeah. Yes, yeah. in-game. I'm sorry, you're correct. Yes, in-game. When he went emo Hawkeye. Yeah. And got a sleeve tattoo. Yeah, which the show is going to be different, definitely, because he... uh in the trailer, we see Kate Bishop in the Ronin outfit. Yep. Um, really? Yeah. But yeah, what I was going to say is he explains like how he, a little bit about her is just, is she's Hawkeye. Further on into the series or? No, I'm saying in that issue, he just gives like a one sentence explanation yeah, like one of her. Because I mean, that's all you need to know. I mean, like you don't like. I some, need to know more. Some more, oh Lord. <laughs> um, some more stuff will get explained with her uh, familia uh, later on um, in, in the series. I, I knew of Kate Bishop, but I've never read anything with her because I'm just I'm not interested in anything really Hawkeye. Yeah, and um, 
I felt like you kind of get a sense of her as you're reading the the story. Um, What she can do, what she's been trained to do, her relationship with Hawkeye, and things of that nature. Um, And, and, you know, you also have that one one panel that you're talking about where it was, yeah, she was Hawkeye while I was dressed up as a ninja. Yeah, I like Clint remarks that she's also like, one of the best archers he's ever seen. So that that's saying a lot, considering he's supposedly the best. Right. Which I uh, will get into, I guess, when we start talking more about the uh, that comic, just because um, there's something that I'm referring to that I don't want to really talk about until we get to it yet. Does he have a family in this series? No. Okay. No, he that is that is a complete and total change for the movie. Or uh, he's been like he's got a brother, and uh, he's been in Ooh, relationships. Yeah, uh, he's um, was it Barry Barton or I forget what it's what his name is. But um, I don't even think it was that good of a name. But yeah, it started with a B. Yeah, I forget. Uh, so he didn't have a wife or kids in the in really any of the comics, or no. Uh, he's been in relationships with uh, Natasha, mostly with um, Mockingbird, which is a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, who else has he been in a relationship with? Anyway, I can't think right off the top of my head. Um, but no, he does not have that like family that's in uh, Age of Ultron. That's something that Whedon did. But they won't change that for um, for this series. They'll, I, I would imagine they'd still keep his wife and kids in there, right? Yeah, we see them in the trailer. Oh, do we? Yeah, the, the daughter's calling him and he's on the phone with her at some point in the trailer and he's like, you know, I'll, I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah. I was say, like, it seems like there was a interesting relationship between these two. I don't know if there's ever anything, but it, like, at least like it just kind of, you don't know necessarily what all is in, at this point and if you're like for me and just reading the second issue like it's like I don't know which way this relationship's gonna go here kind of thing so right yeah Clint's also kind of a bit of a hound dog uh, in the comics so um, oh really yeah um, so anywho um, the the bishop thing uh, between him and her some gets touched on along the way I'll just say that I gotcha Good choice of words there, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, for those of you who are scratching your head, um, Clint's brother's name is Barney Barton. That's it. (laughs) And his first appearance was Avengers 64. So when I said deep cuts, like, that was like, Issue 64 of the original Avengers, that's when we see him first. Yeah, so. he's trick shot, I think, in the comics. Yes. Yeah, he's so, a, yeah. Okay, so what did you mean by deep cuts? Like, what, is it, what does that mean? Like, he's like way, comes way later in the comics kind of thing, or? No. So, whenever somebody sits there and says something about deep cuts, it's usually like making a reference to something that like, only somebody of, like a hardcore or like, just just something obscure oh. that's like yeah, it's, very much a nerd thing to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just something that it would be deep, like that nobody, the average person would know. So somebody yeah. who's well-versed in that 
basically what Michael said. I'll probably edit that out. Oh, that's great. All right, on back to issue two. Um, We see Clint basically recruiting Kate Bishop to go to this like circus Olay kind of thing. It looks like. Yeah. Um, It's very high, bougie, uppity thing where a bunch of bad guys are at too, by the way. I like that he's Um, practicing like shooting multiple arrows. Yeah. And... uh, Kate finds it cool. Like, I like the way they do that panel where it's like, that is cool. And shows her face. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just think it's funny they got these targets set up in this apartment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, I don't know why. I'm, I'm whatever. But. Do you think Clint, like, does things with arrows, like, around the apartment? Like, whatever. He needs to, like, turn on the TV and he can't find the remote. So he just, like, shoots an arrow to, like, turn it on. <laughs> <laughs> or like like I don't know he he needs to start the microwave and like shoots an arrow and it turns out <laughs> see I was going to say more along the lines of you know most people have like a little hook where they hang their keys up and stuff like that like he's got an arrow just in the it's wall in the just, wall like like one of those carabiner clips and yeah. just clip. <laughs> or just like throws them up and then shoots the arrow through them real quick yeah <laughs> somebody walks in there like what's what happened? Why is this arrow in the wall? He's like, oh, that's where I put my keys. <laughs> He's not getting his deposit back, though. I can say that. Like, there's probably <laughs> going to be holes all over in the drywall. The the people that do finance at Avengers Tower are constantly <laughs> hounding him. Like, what the hell is this about, dude? <laughs> like, get your shit together. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, put those arrows in a bag. All of them <laughs> in a bag. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um. So the the people, the villains that I recognize that are at this Cirque du Soleil are like you, you see Kingpin and Madame Mask and Tombstone and you were naming some off some other characters, Richard. Who did you? Yeah, who uh, you coming uh, I recognized all but one. Uh, there is uh the Owl. Um, he's the guy that has like weird like kind of wolverine hair like that pointy hair uh hammerhead which is the one with the flat top and tombstone and like you said madame mask and kingpin and then the fifth one is supposedly like the circus of crime i was like looking this up later yeah whenever i was reading this and scrolling through that i was like i see all these pictures i kind of like i recognize kingpin and i was like I probably should know who all these other people are, but I have no idea. Yeah, so <laughs> that I don't think you you really do. I mean, like, cause it, it like stuff's gonna get explained later. Um, yeah. so it's one of those like this is a first run for this, and I was explaining to Michael. I like how the cover page talks about you know how, um, you know this Clint, like they give you a little big backstory for Clint Barton, and I also like how per issue it changes um where where i mean it stays the same but like at the very end there's always like we just we just told you this why are you reading this um <laughs> but i think this was right around the time cuz it's 2012 when this came out that i think they were doing this whole mandate where like stanley used to say that every comic is someone's first comic so what he means by that is like this should be like a self-contained sort of story 
and you don't need to like know tons and tons of backstory. Oh, okay. Uh, to, to understand. So those little cover pages sort of slightly explain. And other runs have like where they'll tell you what happened in the previous issues. And they'll even have like little bubbles with characters like pictures and then say who that person is if they're important for the story. They don't do that for this one, but things will get explained later on. So this hammerhead dude looks like straight out of Dick Tracy. Yeah, he is. He's, uh, he's a sp- really, yeah, he, no, 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 he's not out of out of Dick Tracy, but he's supposed to invoke that. That's the whole point why he was made. Uh, he's got an Andaman. He's a Spider-Man kind of villain. He's part of the Magia, which those who don't know, back in the day, they couldn't legally say Mafia because of the Comics Code Authority, I think, is the reason why. So they just literally changed the F to a G. <laughs> And it's not called Mafia, it's called Magia. Magia. And anyway, he's part of the Magia. He's got an adamantium adamantium, uh, skull, and it's like a flat top, and he rams his head into people. Like a dinosaur. Yeah, exactly. It's he's dumb. (laughs) He's one of the few, like every part of everyone part of the Magia family are really dumb characters. Like they're very dated. Um, like, uh, Silvermane, which is like a, a cyborg, like an old, old man that's like got a cybernetic body and it's just, look him up for our listeners. Look him up. He looks dumb. (laughs) Um, (laughs) he, he's really bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tombstone, I think is part of the Magia, um, accident happened to him. He's got like granite like skin. It's almost like rock, and uh, I always like Tombstone. Though. Um, uh, yeah, the owl is just a rich man who happens to look like an owl, like <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the penguin. All right, let's get on to this ugly guy. That's the ringleader. He's French, and uh, we start. Oh, yeah. We start seeing what's going on. I love. And, <laughs> sorry, I love the way they do that. Where uh, he's speaking French, and it's just like French stuff. That's what, like, that's, what the, that's what the speech bubble say. It's just like French stuff. It's not needed. It's just Yeah. Fresh. And then, uh, like, I, I love, I think Barton says he's as French as a fry or something like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. That was pretty funny. So we learned that basically that uh, this, this French ringleader is part of basically like circus thieves. Yeah, the circus and, uh, of crime. While they're while they're holding on the circus Olay, they're they're going around robbing everybody. And um we also learned that this guy was taught by the same person that Clint was taught by because he was a corny. And uh that was a the swordsman. Filthy that him. filthy carny. Filthy carny. <laughs> dirty carny. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty carny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Clint and Bishop are going to go and Kate Bishop are going to go and investigate and see if they can track down, you know, what's going on during the circus event. Some S goes down. Clint gets captured. And old Kate Bishop is a 
a master of disguise, apparently. Yeah. And when, that's the only part that bugged me. I was like, when did she swap? Like, or I don't know. Like, I, I was confused by that. Like, when did, did, was she always Fifi? Or that's the name of that person. Um, oh, <laughs> with, like the, the person with the arrow sticking out of her wig. That's, they called her Fifi. Um, ah, got you. But uh, was she always Fifi from the beginning, or did they like fight and she swapped? Because I was so confused by that. Right, I was confused too, and I went back and looked, and basically she walks into her dressing room, and they get in a fight, and Kate Bishop hits her upside the head with a fire extinguisher. Okay, and you can see the wig on the counter back behind Fifi, who's on the ground, and it's got the arrows in it and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I guess she just. Robbed her of her clothes and took her wig and, you know, played Fifi. So the the part that I was referencing that I like is we set up that Kate Bishop may be a better archer, I think, than um, <laughs> Hawkeye. Uh, because we see him practicing the three arrows at once shot. And then yeah. she mentions someone, I forget the guy's name, but some person in history was able to shoot like four arrows or something. And then uh, when she shoots, she's got like five or six or something like that. It's a ton yeah, of them. She's got five. And uh, I was like, oh, cool. So, yeah, they're, yep. they're, they're sort of establishing that. that she's a little bit better than Clint. Now, it only shows three go in. Yeah, it, still, yeah, it only mean, did th- show three, but she clearly had five drawn. Right, yeah. Um, They make a daring jump from some kind of balcony room, into a pool. And old Clint does a trick shot to knock out. I mean, he didn't kill him, right? He just knocks him. Now it's stuck in him. Yeah, it went in the back of Paralyzes his neck. Paralyzes him, said though, it right? Yeah, he said he, he'll live, but yeah, not not have a... Basically, he's, he'll, he'll be alive, but not not a very good life kind of thing. Yeah, not a ringmaster anymore, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah they he, he paralyzed him. Yeah, we... uh. We saw the sword sword masters or swordman's protege that he was sort of fighting. I don't know. I like them touching a little bit on Barton's like origin. This is something I want to know what they're going to do in the show. Are they going to talk about him being a carny and like that's how he kind of like learned to be an archer? It'd be nice to get like I mean to get some of his background in there. Well, like, I know Clown. So there's another character called Clown that's going to show up later on in this series. And uh, I know for a fact he's been cast for the show. So I think they are going to do, because he's part of the the, uh, Circus of Crime, like, organization. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we may get some sort of backstory to him. I wonder if they'll tie in some kind of a love story with his wife or whatever. Maybe that's what got him out of the circus or something. Yeah. Um, Clint and Kate steal a boat. Clint's very happy that Kate didn't know how to drive a boat because he's really good at driving boats. He said so himself. Sailing a boat? Driving a boat? Yeah. Well, he just says, I'm great at boats. That's yeah. all it says. Well, she was she was asking him in that. She's like, are you good at driving boat? Or is it is it sailing boat? What, I don't know if you want to say drive a boat. But. Does one drive a boat? It's not like sail or you know what? Doesn't matter. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
basically like what Trisha was saying earlier, where he was trying to explain it. He's like, yeah, yeah, what, what Michael said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, so Kingpin catches on and that he's been robbed and things of that nature. So you, you can tell he's going to be something big in the next issues to come, which also goes along with the rumors that we may be getting Vincent D'Onofrio back in the Hawkeye TV series. And yes, if we get a Kingpin, I hope to God it's Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So this is one of the things I've been holding off on and wanting you guys to read. Cause that's one of the rumors supposedly, cause we're, we may get, uh, Charlie Cox's Matt, uh, Matt Murdock in Far From Home, right? No Way Home. No yeah. Way Home. No Way Home. Uh, in No Way Home. And we may be getting Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the uh, Was, the new Disney Plus Hawkeye series. Is he the one that did it in Daredevil? Or Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So... He, a re- he did it really well. Yeah. yeah. And... That's one of the things I didn't want to spoil for this series, but yeah, Kingpin's a big player in this story, so it'd be very weird if they don't have him in it. Yeah, I, I will say knowing that now, and then also knowing like that Echo is confirmed to be in this Hawkeye TV series as well. Yeah, like and then how much of an impact that Kingpin does have on Echo in the comic books, like yeah, it. It sounds very much like we're getting Kingpin in this TV series. So, just so people don't know, explain who Echo is, because you probably know more than ask. Echo is, um, she's a Native American character that is also blind. Um, She, her first appearance is in Daredevil 8. He said very unconfidently. (laughs) Um... I don't want to have to do another retraction. <laughs> okay. Daredevil 9. Daredevil 9, Volume 2. Um, it's the... We'll just stick with that. Daredevil 9, Volume 2. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. She, uh, her parents, if I remember correctly, her parents were killed by um, Kingpin and... Um, Kingpin blamed it on Daredevil. And so she was, she had been trained to become an assassin uh, from Kingpin and she became a Daredevil enemy. Well, you know, eventually they figured out that he didn't. So uh, she became a good guy. That's essentially really all that I know. Okay. So she kind of like, uh, like the female version of Daredevil, just kind of having the same... Kind of, but like she doesn't have any mutation or anything like that where like Daredevil, depending on the iteration, he's able to like sense or see vibrations yeah. um, and know like what's going on. Like she's just straight up blind. Like she was just blind. So she's like a Hawkeye. Like no superpowers kind of thing. Yeah, no superpowers, but she has been... She's basically a blind Electra. I mean, I oh, guess that's okay, really gotcha. the best way yeah. of putting it. Yeah. Um, she's she's a trained assassin, and she's just... She's like Stick. Yes, yes. For those of you who don't know who Stick is. I was about to say, that helps me <laughs> in no way. <laughs> Stick was in the show. I figured you'd seen that, at least. Was he? He's the old guy that trains Daredevil. Yeah. Oh, in the TV series? Like, yeah, the Netflix series. Yeah. Oh. 
So another blind ninja, basically. Um, but they're cool characters, and this is, of course, going to bring diversity into the TV shows and things like that. And um, yeah, a lot of people are excited about Echo. So knowing her story and knowing now that Kingpin is a big part in this kind of puts everything like we should be seeing a Kingpin. So that that's cool. I hope. And as long as it's D'Onofrio. I, I really hope. I, if they don't, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't like immediately. Like, and that's the thing I'm worried about. Like by the first two episodes, we're going to know if Kingpin's part of this. And if he's not, I'm immediately going to be kind of like bummed out by this series. I mean, it'll probably still be fun, but I'm just going to be like, ah, I really wanted Kingpin in it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> they've, show, they've showed another lady on there, in there that might be a, like, a head of a mob kind of thing, and so she could maybe take the place. You talking about the of, lady in red? Yeah, which people are kind of specking that maybe Madame Mask. Uh, and we saw in this book. She's um, she's Kate Bishop's mom. Is she Kate Bishop's mom? Yeah. Spoilers. Oh. <laughs> um, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, she can still be the villain, though. Um, yeah, I'm kind of wondering, are, are they going to do something like that where she's the villain? Yeah. They're going to do Jennifer Garner as the lady in red? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, she... No. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be one of the first ones to sit there and tell you I enjoy uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. I don't think that movie was his fault. I do fault Jennifer Gardner a little bit, and I <gasps> do fault whoever wrote some of the goofy ass scenes in that movie because uh, the the seesaw one is by far one of the worst ones I've ever seen. Um, but but Ben Affleck as Daredevil really wasn't bad. Ben Affleck as Daredevil wasn't bad, but the rest of that movie was terrible. I don't fault Jennifer Garner. I fault her in her own respective Electra movie. That movie is trash. Um, <laughs> but she's fine in it. Uh, Colin Farrell as Bullseye is so fucking awful. It really was uh, bad. Like, uh, anyway, um, but him as penguin's awesome. Yeah, him him is awesome. Yeah, his him as penguin. I hated Colin uh Farrell for a while. And then he started, I don't know, he like mellowed out and then he started like doing like really good movies. Um <laughs> so yeah, I him as penguin <laughs> is really cool. But him as bullseye back in the day, whoo man, that's rough. Like I hate when he takes off his, like, skull cap, and he's like, bullseye. And he, like, points at that, like, <laughs> god-awful, like, yeah. like cut into his skin bullseye on his forehead. I was just like, no. It was a little <laughs> much. Uh, but Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin was pretty awesome. I'll say that. Yeah, that was a good casting. I, like, uh, rest in peace. Uh, I loved Michael Clark Duncan back in the day. Anything that he was in was great. And his voice, uh, he did a bunch of voiceover work. Like, he was in one of the God of War uh, games and whatnot. But yeah, cool cool dude. Let me hold your hand, folks. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. So what what are y'all digging with this issue? Um what do you think? What do you think so far, Jeremy? This is this is your third comic book series that you've you know decided to read. 
uh, forced to read, whatever. And uh, <laughs> gun to his head. It's a Hawkeye that you don't necessarily really care about. Um, so what's what's your thoughts so far on the series? Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying it. I mean, it's it's always like I, I mean, I don't typically take the time to read the backstories on some of the like some of the characters like I did with the Civil War and now doing this and I, I actually I like learning about them um, I did not realize that like whenever you say Hawkeye Matt Fraction I thought that was the name of the series I did not know that was actually the writer of the series <laughs> <laughs> I opened, looked at the first issue I was like oh that's why it's called Matt Fraction Hawkeye <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Hawkeye after a guy named Matt yeah, the like, whole time. I thought it was like yeah, I thought it was like something to do with a Hawkeye named Matt Fraction or something, or dealing with some kind of <laughs> fraction really in there. But yeah, I was like, oh okay. Um, but you I mean, missing Clint Barton Hawkeye. This is Matt Fraction Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, but yeah, it didn't didn't click. So that's uh, great. <laughs> I can see that though. Uh, uh, but o- overall, so far, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I like, like I said, I, I like him being like a tired and just I'm over it kind of thing, and uh, being able to see more of his. Uh, you know, I like seeing more of the, the background of, of characters. Just I haven't taken the time to really do it, and I'm, I'm glad I'm doing it now. Do you think that other people that just straight up watch movies, kind of like you do? Would uh would enjoy reading this series to kind of gear up for the TV show. Uh, with the first two issues, do you think that's enough to capture them to read the rest? Yes, that's a good question. I'll have to say I, I don't think the first two would be. I I don't know. Might have to get a couple. I I it didn't really just have any like major pull, especially for me not knowing like much of the back story anyway or the other characters in there I don't think with just the first I think the first one like the first issue was was pretty good um, a fun one the second one um, I, I mean I like that they introduced Kate Bishop I don't really know much about her but there's I guess there's enough, there's enough in there to keep me intrigued a little bit but I don't see it being something that just if somebody's not that into it anyway, I don't see this really grabbing their attention. I could see that. Hmm. What are your thoughts, Richard? Uh, well, just, uh, I, I'm a fan of it. Uh, I think it is interesting to hear from Jeremy's perspective. I, I would have assumed that by issue two, it'd pull you in just because that, that's sort of the issue that is setting everything in motion with the, like, the Madame Mask Kingpin, like all the criminals and stuff, are now like, all right, we just got robbed. Yeah, I guess not. Like, yeah, I didn't. That last, that last panel there with Kingpin, basically setting it up. Yeah, I, I forgot about that one. Yeah, yeah, that's just now. Now is that that is kind of the cliffhanger of like, okay, what are they about to come back at him with? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that panel. So, basically, so more or less. If you're listening to this podcast, this may help you understand that comic a little bit better. At least those first two issues to possibly continue. Yeah. 
Hopefully, it wouldn't spoil it too bad for you. I just kind of skimmed through it. It wasn't horribly bad. Mm-hmm. You can still look at all the pretty pictures. Yeah. Yes. The artwork stays the same, it looks like, throughout the entire series. I know that certain other series, the artwork kind of changes. Yeah. I hate um, when they do that, when the ardor, uh, the ardor, <laughs> the artist, uh, like, just dips out and they get a different person. The art style completely changes like halfway through. And in some, like, they'll get multiple artists and it's just all over the place. I hate when that happens. I love when they get... My favorite is when they get, like, an artist and a writer and they stick for the entire run. Um, Yeah. It does look to me like the art changes around issue four. Um, and then that's, and that's probably just cause I'm picky. Like that's my, I love the art of comics. Does um, the cover page say it's still the same artist? That, that'll tell you if it, if it changes. Well, you've got a volume, don't you? You don't have singlets. Yeah, I've got a volume. You don't have floppy. Um, but I mean, I can look at it like it, it like you can tell by some of the facial features of some of these people and just the art by itself. Like it's, it's gotta be somebody different. If I'm wrong, then I'd, I'd kind of be surprised. You'll just issue a retraction. Yes, yeah. So I'll just say, I'm sorry, I was wrong. And, you know, <laughs> you'll read it anyways, because you'll enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> um, but if the artist does... It is a different does, artist. It is? Okay. <laughs> um, I will say this much, that they keep the same style throughout the these six issues. Like, you can you can look and see that the uh, certain facial features and things of that nature change. However, the actual style itself, the way that it is drawn, um, it stays the same. And I do appreciate that. That even though they do have an artist change, that the style itself still stays the same. So, you know, like you were saying, how you hate seeing that. Uh, I don't I don't feel like I get that whenever you know I'm looking through and skimming through the the issues to come. And I don't think we have to worry about the writer either. Like the fraction stays on at the end. All six of those issues, right? Yeah, I think he says they're yeah. all 22. Okay. I would hope so, seeing how it's the Matt fraction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he stays. Uh, that's fun. All right. Well, cool. Like I said, folks, we're going to be doing this. Uh, we're going to try and have these, at least these first six issues knocked out before... Hawkeye, and we'll be giving out this trade paperback. Uh, we'll be announcing a winner on the 14th, so you can look it on Instagram for when the winner is announced. Um, again, if you want to enter in the drawing for it, you got to have a United States mailing address. You have to subscribe to this podcast, and you have to give us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. That way we can get your name and stuff like contact information and things of that nature uh, to be able to enter you in and inform you that you have one. So. Yes, definitely. Um, it's exciting. We're doing a giveaway. Like we're A giveaway? We're, we're like a legit like uh, content creators now. We're doing giveaways. <laughs> and getting those sponsors rolling in. I know. Pretty soon we'll... <laughs> We'll do Dollar Shave Club or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I am the perfect mascot for that. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I'm a little bald man running around. Yeah. 
uh, on our on our logo. He's the bald one. Yeah, I'm the one with the least amount of cartoon effort. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right then. So, anybody got anything else? No, I'm excited to read more. Yeah, I am too. You sound excited, Jeremy. Woot. So excited. Super excited. <laughs> All right, Jeremy, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitch uh, every now and then. Uh, be Night Fury GTO. It's Night with K. So, it can do. I'll get on there and play different things. A little bit of everything. Cool. Richard, any plugs? Uh, yes, just the the Gmail, comically comics podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we got an Instagram, hit us up there. Uh, as Michael said earlier, we're doing a giveaway. Um, we definitely want to hear you from y'all. Uh, so uh, DM, DM us or, uh, you know, send us an email. Uh, maybe you can give us suggestions on what y'all would like to hear in future episodes. And uh, yeah. What about you, Michael? All right. You can find me on Instagram and YouTube at the same handle, 20 spelled out, number two, underscore comics. And I just deal mainly with comics, whether I'm selling comics, buying comics, taking photos of comics, talking about comics on the YouTube channel. It's just comics. That's it. So. All right. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all for listening. We greatly appreciate it. It's fun. I hope y'all have so much fun listening to us as much as we're having fun making these things. Um, And with all that being said, say goodbye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. Bye, Jeremy. (laughs) You know, because the city is flying. Okay, the city is flying. We're fighting an army of robots. And I have a bow and arrow. None of this makes sense.